This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notifier button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Hey, we're live with the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast with a wrap-up of semifinals week one. I am a co-host on the show. I'm Amy Rudowski, and I have our main host, Scott Schweitzer, and our other co-host, Kat Shearer. So welcome, everybody. Hi. So Scott and Kat got to spend the weekend at the Syndicate so uh, we'll get to that, um, but we're going to start off with the Torian uh, and talk about the team workouts that went down today. So uh, event five was male-female pairs, and it was 40, 30, 15 of synchronized deadlifts, uh, 102 kilograms and 70 kilograms, and then handstand push-up synchronized. So the first pair goes, then the second pair goes, time cap is... 16 minutes for that. So for our teams, let me tell you who scored first place for that. It was CrossFit Selwyn. Uh, Selwyn. And then CrossFit Awayside took second. And then CrossFit Urban Energy took third in that one. Then for event number six, we have, it was 1,000 or 800 meter row. 100 double unders, 10 overhead squats at 88 and 61 kilograms. It was a relay, female, female, then male, male. Cap was 24 minutes. And first place was CrossFit EF, EXF. And second place, CrossFit Urban Energy. And third was plus 64 CrossFit Onyx for that. So coming out of that, our top three moving on to the games would be CrossFit Urban Energy, CrossFit Swellwin, and CrossFit EXF out of the Torium Pro. Sweet. Is it is it just me or does Urban Energy sound like a nightclub? It definitely sounds. It definitely sounds like. I thought it sounded like a utility company myself, but oh, I could also say that. <laughs> Next, we're going to move on to... That's why you come here for that expert analysis. Right, exactly. It's totally expert. Um, we had a, Well, first of all, I'd like to announce that we had a couple of clean sweeps this weekend, which we'll, we'll get into and announce as they happen. But next, we have the Lowlands team workouts, which number five was labeled Sonic. This was a relay of 15 strict handstand push-ups, 30 pistols, 15 burpee box jump overs at 24 and 20. 30 meter handstand walk. The cap was 16 minutes for that. In first place, no surprise at my house was CrossFit Reykjavik. Um, and then CrossFit Zarat's training culture. And CrossFit Porti was third for that. Then event number six was two rounds for time, 450 meter on the air runner and 600 meter on the ski. So you had one athlete on the air runner, one athlete um, on the ski, then 30 synchronized kettlebell snatches, 32 kilograms 
24 kilograms. It was really cool to see all they're, they're all four like in a square and they're all um, kettlebell snatching. And then they had to do 15 synchronized kettlebell overhead squats. Any guesses on who took first place for that one? CrossFit Reykjavik, they're the only ones that finished. Oh, under wow. the time cap. Yeah. Uh, then CrossFit Oslo Purple Red and CrossFit Nordic took third in that. But your overall with a clean sweep, CrossFit Reykjavik. Uh, then the second place is CrossFit Zaroots Training Culture and then CrossFit Portery. And do three come out of that? Five. 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 Okay. Then CrossFit Oslo Purple Red. And then CrossFit 2150 Team Norse BL. A lot of words for those names. There's a lot of words for it. A lot of descriptions for that. Oh, oh definitely. So, I know you're a I know you're a con fan. I've heard that. Yeah. Uh how dominant were the event wins? Uh they were, I mean, they had a clean sweep. They were um, let's see, they've won by 95 points. But in each individual event, did they beat the field by a lot? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the fact that the last workout, nobody won, nobody could finish. There was a cap of, I believe it was 10 minutes, and they got it in 7.30 and nobody else finished. <laughs> oh, wow. It's... Yeah. That's like that, okay. first, that first rope climb workout, they were like two minutes ahead of everybody else, I feel like. Yeah, it's crazy. <sighs> I mean, it just it, it really showed how much they've been training together. Like yes. if you they were talking about um, yesterday when they were doing the synchronized chest to bar, like Annie and Lauren didn't even have to look at each other when they were doing their synchronized. They were just doing their butterfly chest to bar pull ups and then being synchronized on them. Yeah. So and then the cool part I thought was, you know, after they won is, of course, Khan did a shoey. So brought that Australian culture into the, the Icelandic with taking a drink out of his shoe. So I thought that was fun. All right. Now moving into the team over here at Syndicate. Uh, workout number four was an, or sorry, workout number five was an A and B. It was four rowers at 30 and 24 calories, 20 worm squats, three rowers, sorry, 20 worm squats, 20 rowers, uh, nope, two rowers, 20 worm squats, one rower, 20 worm squats. When not rowing, athletes at the worm need to do 20 synchronized burpees. Then part B was four rounds of 20 synchronized toes to bar and 10 worm hang power cleans. 25 minute cap for that. This one was interesting. So, I had never seen, um, I'd never seen worm hang cleans before. I've never seen it. So mm -hmm. it was weird that you just, you're sort of just on a shoulder and on a side, you're just going like yeah. this the time. Like it really made my waist and back sore just watching that's, it. That's um, a lot of rotation. But it was kind of, it was kind of quick, but. So speaking of clean sweeps, there was a clean sweep on this side too, as CrossFit Mayhem Freedom got your first place on that yeah uh second the cool place, thing um, hold on well, sorry yeah. to interrupt the other cool yeah, thing no. about um the floor today at syndicate 
was there was a rig in the middle of the floor along with a rig at one end. And so it's the first time I think we've ever seen two rigs, technically three rigs, because it was like a four person rig at a semifinal. Like it was just spectacular to see. Like the floor just looked really cool. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. When I thought that it actually added to the strategy because half the team had to run to one rig for this workout, half to the other rig. And right. you had to decide who wanted who was going to make that longer run. And if you noticed on Mayhem on this, I think one of the girls was wearing the chip timer. Mm. Sam and Rich went to the front rig for all the rounds except for the last one. They flipped so the girl would be on the front rig to run to Closer. the... Yeah. 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 Experience. Yeah, I'm trying uh, to think if there was anything else that I noticed in that workout that seemed cool um but aside from the fact that mayhem freedom barely looked like they worked <laughs> i mean everything just looked so effortless i i want to make a quick comment here and that's communication like they are so calm in the heat of it they're just talking to each other like you and i are talking now where the other teams are yelling where to go yelling this and that. It's like they already have it planned. And then as they're walking to the bar, they're just like 10, five, three. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hadn't, I didn't see any um, meltdowns though, like a la West coast classic, the Invictus team that was looked like they wanted to murder each other at that semifinal last year. Did you notice anything like that, Scott? Yeah. No. That was just nice. To no. Say. No, no. We'll talk about the, the domination after the next event. Okay. Uh, well, second place for that event number five was CrossFit CLT and then eighth day CrossFit Black took third place in that. Okay. Workout number six called Diddy Kong <laughs> was a relay. It goes female, male, female, male of 12 ring muscle-ups, nine deficit handstand push-ups, six sandbag to shoulder, uh, three squat cleans at 275 pounds and 185 pounds with a 14 minute time cap. And talk about the domination, as Scott was about to say. CrossFit Mayhem Freedom came in at 1019, and not another team completed the time cap in 14 minutes. Yeah, they finished, and then the second place team was just starting their last round. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got changed and had snacks and then came back and then <laughs> we're still waiting. For the yeah, their drug test is already back and clean. Yep. And yeah, now, and then the other people finished. So Super coming messy. out of syndicate for the teams, Mayhem has two teams going. Uh, first place was CrossFit Mayhem Freedom. Then you've got CrossFit CLT. Uh, third place CrossFit overtake team uh, density and then eighth day CrossFit black ending with CrossFit mayhem justice. Taking that final and it, and it was tight between them and training think tank. Yes. Very tight. Yeah. And Back was, and forth all weekend. Yeah. And then I feel bad for that team because those guys are a bunch of veterans, you know, Mike McGold, Mike McGoldrick, his wife, Mia, like they've, they've been pounding away at this, game stuff for a really long time. So it was, 
it was bittersweet. Like you're really happy for this up and coming team, Mayhem Justice, but uh, it sucked that, you know, training think tank's not going to have a team back at the games this year. Yeah. That's kind of a theme from today. Yeah. Uh, so I have an interview with CrossFit CLT who took second place. Mm-hmm. They were uh, talking. They were also the team that had the guy that dressed up like Pukey. I'm pretty sure. Like that's, he was affiliated. Yeah. With them. yeah. He was affiliated. He was not on the floor competing. No, no, no. He was, he was, a, he he was, was a in fan. the stands. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to play that interview. It's about a minute six. So for myself, I've been doing CrossFit since 2011. I think Stevie was right behind me in like 2012. Um, so we've been trying to compete and get to this level for a long time. And um, it took a long time to find the right crew, but we, we all joined together and we found the right people to make our dreams come true. So it's pretty awesome. And how do you feel? I'm stoked. <laughs> and then I know others of you have just started CrossFit a couple years ago. Yeah, I think I started like three and a half years ago now, so I didn't know it was a dream until just seeing these great athletes and competing with them and them pushing me and then just me being a competitive person and just all the work you put into it, it just becomes like a dream. It's like, yeah, this is what we're working towards. And we got close last year at Granite Games, um, but didn't come home with the win. So I was like, you know what? I want more. Like, this is what I want. This is my dream now. So it was cool. And I wanted to help make their dream come true too, you know, like be a part of it. Yeah, same thing. I started in 2018. and fell in love with it and then just fell in love found a great team so it's awesome we have a chance to rank run this year so cool cool little story there yeah didn't even know it was a dream three and a half years ago it's ridiculous (laughs) been doing it nine and a half years and still don't have a mess up but you know that's okay same same girl same all right let's start talking about the individual side of things so let's go back to my favorite little area back in Australia. Uh, the Torian Pro uh, event number five for individuals was called Strongman Diane. 21 stripped deficit handstand pushups. Um, sandbag carry 180 feet, 15 stripped handstand pushups. Kettlebell farmers carry 180 feet, nine strict deficit handstand pushups, and a yoke carry of 90 feet. Cap was 11 minutes. That's a cap 11 minutes, okay? And first place on the men's side, Jay Crouch in 452. Hmm. Baden Brown took second on that with a 509. Reese Machel at 531 on the men's side for that. Then on our lady side for that, we had, oh, just Tia Claire taking that at 345. She beat the boys. Cara at second place with 517 and Emily DeRoy at 535 for that event. It's pretty impressive. Um, all right, then event number six at Artorium Pro was MCX final. This was a thousand meter row, a hundred double unders, 10 deadlifts at 185 and 125 kilograms. You do the math, I don't. And first place was Jake Douglas at 438. Baden Brown, second, 438. Ricky, 
our guy Ricky at 444 on the lady side for that. We have, oh, Tia Claire at 457. Cara Saunders at 501. Madeline Sturt at 507. So if you would like to know what our overall standings are, Tia Claire for the females, Cara Saunders, number two, and Ellie Turner will be going to Madison. Ellie Turner, nice. Yeah. So I think Scott's going to score some points with that on our fantasy fitness thing. Uh, I didn't get her. Oh, I thought you did. No. All right. On the guy's side, Jay Crouch. Ricky came in second. And Baden Brown in third for that. So, so at, do I understand that Tia Claire Toomey swept? She 100% did. Now, 100%. I do have her in my fantasy fitnessing draft. Mm. So that's a cool 600 points <laughs> for this guy. Yeah, that's pretty cool for you. Well, and let's talk about how dominant she was, too. So oh, um, in the first workout, she beat Cara Saunders by over a minute. In the second workout, she beat Georgia Pryor by 30 seconds. In the third workout, she beat everybody, uh, beat second place by 10 pounds. In the fourth workout, um, she beat Ellie Turner, who was in second place by almost three full, well, over three minutes. And in the fifth workout, uh, by two and a half minutes, and in the sixth and final workout, uh, it was pretty close, actually. Her and Kara were within four seconds of each other. So that was the closest one. But completely dominant. Yeah, uh, ridiculously dominant. And on, and on the men's side, but before I get to like an interview here, but um, on the men's side, Jay Crouch has been an up and, up and comer for a very long time. Uh, so seeing him take the win uh, is pretty cool. If you've been following that oceanic region, he has been just on the outside looking in very a lot over the last couple of years, and he's still pretty young. Uh, so cool seeing him get the victory. Mm -hmm. Yep. And with that, I actually had the chance to talk to Adam Neifer. Neifer. Mm -hmm. And he, if you don't know, he is going to be coaching Ellie Turner going forward. And he talks about, spoiler alert, you're going to get some Justin Medeiros in here as well. <laughs> but um, he talks about Ellie as well and, and how the weekend went for him. All right, well, is it red? It's red. I am with Adam Neifert. Neifert or Neifert? Neifert. All right. Uh, Justin Medeiros' coach and soon-to-be Ellie Turner's coach. Is that what I understand? So you've had a pretty busy weekend, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's been awesome, man. It's been awesome. Uh, yeah, Justin here all weekend, Ellie on the night shift, and uh, they're both moving on, so it's pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 So what is the uh, plan now? Is everything on schedule? And you're just going to keep moving toward the games? Yeah, you know, we really uh, have been focused on this weekend. And now we'll kind of take a little time to uh, see what we can learn from the weekend, go back to the drawing board, and, um, yeah, just take the time to, to get prepared for the next step. It's pretty awesome that these guys qualified in the very first week, so it gives us a little time to, like, deload, recover, kind of get your mind right before you get into the, 
you know, the tunnel of training for the games. So you're up all night, then you're up all day. What, have you slept at all? I got a bunch of good naps in, like, uh, throughout the weekend. It was pretty awesome, actually. Instead of uh, rooming with Justin this weekend, uh, I went over to his parents' room, and we watched all Ellie's events every night on the uh, on live stream. So it was a lot of fun, man. But I think we're all going to sleep pretty good after that. Um, when you first took on Justin, you never had any intentions of being an elite coach. And now you have two elite athletes. Um, what changed? Did, did you find a passion in it that you didn't know you had? I mean, I, I don't think too much has changed. I've been trying to, uh, you know, help people improve wherever they're at. And the biggest thing that's changed is Justin's just got way fitter. So I keep, keep along for the ride, man. It's pretty awesome. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you. I don't think there is a more down-to-earth guy in CrossFit. Yeah. Just saying. And just so you know, next week at the MAC, I will have a ring light, and we will go into the tunnel <laughs> where you, you don't have the stadium lights, making everybody look so angelic. It was almost giving me a migraine is what was happening. <laughs> Lights trigger migraine for me. Yeah. Um, shall we move to Lowlands? Sure. Sure. All right. This was one of, I have to say, the ugliest looking workouts I have ever seen. It's called Devil's Advocate. Event number five was 50 Devil's Presses. 22.5 slash uh, and 15 kilograms of double dumbbells for that. 40 handstand push-ups, 30 sandbag to shoulder, 20 handstand push-up, and 25 double press. Time cap, 11 minutes. Newsflash, nobody finished. Yeah, newsflash, nobody wants to do 100 doubles press at that weight. Good grief. <laughs> Seriously. 100? Not quite 100. It was 75. Oh, still a lot. Um, coming in first on that, here's where I'm going to practice some skills. Uh, oldest Upenics? Upenics. 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 Lazar Dukic. And BKG tied, sorry, BKG tied, uh, on that one for that workout. Um, let's see what the ladies got for that. Let's see. Oh, our girl Sarah, Sarah. That one, right? she did. That was a good push for Sarah. She she did look very composed during that workout. Um, Gabriella Magala took second, and then um, Matilde Gardens also tied for second with that. Uh, then we had workout number six, which was called Die Hard with a Vengeance. 40 and 32 calories on the echo bike, 20 or 16 bar muscle-ups, 10 overhead squats at 100 or 70 kilograms with a five-minute time cap for that. So let's look at our leaders for that. Let's see, Moritz Feebig took first at 315. BKG took second with 329. And Harlador Holgerson took third in that workout. Those are the guys, right? Yeah, those are the guys. Okay. Yep. Going to the girls for that is Laura Horvath at 324. 
Um, Karen Friova <laughs> took second. And then Lucy Friova, Campbell, I think. Friova. Lucy Campbell took third and that workout number six. So yeah, that, was, we, that was the workout where in order for Sarah to take fifth, there had to be four places between her and Lucy Campbell. Like mm -hmm. Sarah had to be first, Lucy Campbell had to be fourth for that to even work. So the fact, like as soon as Lucy Campbell beat Sarah, you could see Sarah <laughs> just completely deflated. Yeah. Because I think she knew, you know, what, what had happened. And it, it, it leads me to believe again, that really the only thing that's keeping Sarah from qualifying from the CrossFit games is Sarah, you know, and her mindset. I mean, she, she does always seem to have a rough start that she's always climbing back. Yeah. And then, I mean, she's clearly capable, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so our overall standings here for Lowlands is number one we have is Lazar. BKG, uh, who's the guy? Yoldis Upenix. Moritz Ebag. <laughs> and, Enrico <laughs> Zani. <laughs> I'm just it. trying to help you out. Scott. Not so easy, is it? <laughs> Not so easy. Um, so Luca would be going to the last chance qualifier on that. Adrian Mundweiler and Fabian Benito. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that Adrian Mundweiler is going to not do the last chance qualifier. I forget where I heard that, but I heard that. We'll have to see. I wonder if they're going to back. Um, well, he's the one that hates online competitions, right? Yeah, I just oh, I heard that he wasn't gonna go. do it. Not from a reliable source though, so who knows? I could be wrong. Then uh, the top five females moving on to Madison is Laura Horbath, Karen Friova, Gabriella Magala, Matilda Garns, and Lucy Campbell, which means Sarah Sigmund's daughter is going to the last chance qualifier, followed by uh, Elena. That's what we got. Elena with two other names attached to it. And Mia Heskif. Yeah, Mia Heskif. I like, she's uh, she's a new mom. Another another new mom. All these mom There's a theme. So I, I wonder, I'm hoping that Sarah comes back to the U.S. and does the last chance qualifier at Training Think Tank. I think that would be. That would probably be good for them. There's no last chance qualifier for teams, right? No. Just for individuals. Okay. I'm hoping that's. Yeah, but go. there'd be some rabbits there to help out, you know? Yep, exactly. Plenty. Mm -hmm. um, so no surprises there, right? I mean, yeah. Minus, I, you know, I think we all at least wanted Sarah to move on. Yeah. And what's Lucy Campbell is young, right? Like 18? Yeah. She's just a baby. I'm just yeah. a baby. That gets um, to be a theme in, at Syndicate, too. I know, right? <laughs> a lot of rookies. So moving on to Syndicate, last events today for the individuals was Jackie style. No thank you on this. No thank you. <laughs> 1,000 meter row, 50 barbell thrusters, 60 chest of bar, 50 thrusters, ending with a 1,000 meter row, 15 minute time cap. Um, 
first place, Scott Tetlow, Tetlow and 11.15. Yeah. Matt Poland took second. Justin Medeiros in third. So I got yeah. an interview with Scott Tetlow, by the way, that's coming out on Instagram. Okay. I didn't have time to get it into this software for this episode. But um, it's amazing he does that just because um, he has a sick kid. His mom is stuck with a sick kid. And he, as soon as the event was over today, he was driving three hours to pick the kid up. Oh, man. I was um I was surprised at his rowing capacity because I mean he's a very he's a small athlete he's only like five two five three maybe and so you know you know the thrusters are going to do go well for him because he yeah. doesn't really have to go very far um, and he looked great on the chest bar but man he flew through all that and he's like a little powerhouse yeah it was yeah cool. impressive. And he was in the, he wasn't in the last heat either, right? No. He was in the second heat. He was in class. the second heat. Yeah, yeah. he actually yeah. talks about, because of his standing, he had to blow it out and hope he yeah. could hang on mm -hmm. uh, just mm -hmm. to make enough move to get near the top 10. Right. Speaking of impressive, friend of the show, Christy O'Connell, taking first in that workout number five. She she made some moves today, which was, was she was battling she was battling for her life today. Yes, she was. Yeah, and yesterday. She was thrustering so fast. I was like, there's no way she can hold. And she held. Yeah. So she finished that in twelve thirty one. Go ahead, Kat, were you gonna say something? I was gonna back to the the men's field though. We were yeah. um I was watching, you know, Jason Hopper got, sec well, spoiler alert, he got second place um, mm -hmm. for the weekend. So I guess it didn't really matter, but there were a couple execution errors that he made that I, that we noticed. And one of them was that he lost, you know, a whole placing on that workout because he slowed down off the rower to the finish line. Like those kinds of things that I'm sure drive Matt insane, <laughs> you know, those, those details. Um, Griffin Raleigh, you know, out reached him because I don't think, I don't know if Jason wasn't paying attention or if he just didn't care enough to, to hustle to the finish line, but it was super frustrating to watch. Cause you know, like that kid is a unit and he's super strong and capable, but it just like drives me crazy when he doesn't like give that thousand percent mm -hmm. when I know he can. And I, I think one thing to note on that workout is they, they changed the access to the end zone today, which they should have done all weekend uh, mm -hmm. to allow more people in there. Um, they were re very restrictive at the beginning of the weekend. But when people were finishing most workouts, they would hop up there, hug their family, do whatever. After that workout, nobody even made it to the wall. They collapsed like right on the, the, mm -hmm. the podium immediately. That workout took it out of people. Technically, I don't think Mark Hutchinson actually put his foot on the platform. And I don't know if that's like the standard that you have to actually step up onto the platform to be finished. But like he's he just turned around and sat down on it. And, and you know, the judge clicked the timer. and I was like, um, I don't think he's done yet. <laughs> I mean, clearly he was done. But yeah, they were wasted after that. I bet. 
Um, coming in second for that Jackie style, Haley Adams. Third, Christine Colenbrander. Yeah, that, that was big for out. her too. Yeah, that was big. All three of those ladies needed that badly. Yeah, yes, they did. Um, moving into the last workout of the day was called King Kong 2.0. Three rounds of eight ring muscle-ups, six deficit handstand push-ups, four sandbag to shoulder, and then two squat snatches, uh, 205 and 145 for that, and with an impressive finish, which was pretty, like you said, goosebumps, was Will Morad came oh, in yeah. first. Yeah. Um, second. Yeah, out of nowhere. Out of second place was Justin Medeiros. Um, third place on that workout was Jacob Pfaff. 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 Uh, on our women's side, again, Chrissy O'Connell coming in first with that at 657. Paige Semenza, second. And Haley Adams in third. So if we want to talk about our uh, overall winners here on the men side is, sorry, hold on, I'm getting it. Number one, Justin Medeiros. No surprise there. Although he only took one event win, which was workout number four. Yeah, he's really just consistent. Shows yeah. that you don't have to win events to win events. Yeah, I think it pretty much all top fives. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he took seven and uh, workout number three. Okay. And he like actually, four. I actually interviewed him after event five, and he talks about the mess up in event three. Mm -hmm. Do you want to play that now or wait? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we can. Maybe. So I'm with Justin Medeiros. Uh, syndicate crown leader going into the final event. Uh, been consistent all weekend. Uh, what are your first impressions of how it's gone so far? Yeah, no, it's gone really well. I mean, I had a real bad mix-up on event three. Just uh, poor execution. I had a great plan going into it. Was following the plan really well and then just like kind of slipped up. But other than that, I've had really good execution all weekend and that's what I'm excited about. So yeah, you have one left, one event left to go. What's your plan going into that? Dude, Go fast in the beginning, fast in the middle, fast at the end, you know? This week, I'm on a good note. Uh, when you're done tonight, what's the first thing you're going to grab to eat? Pizza and family, you know? Pizza, family, and probably a milkshake. Milkshake sounds good. Oh, yeah, the best. Good luck the rest of the weekend. I was trying to fix our screen so that <laughs> yeah. the three of us. How do we do that? Uh, when I produce these next time, I'll put a background on it so it's... Oh. Well, no, I want to be able to see us. I want like three little squares here. So with, if you put the video in the system, you can't do that. Oh, that's only a share screen? Yeah. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, I, I talked to my consultant yes. uh, earlier today. Okay. <laughs> so our top five, moving on from yes. Syndicate. Justin, Justin Madera. Jason Hopper. Mm -hmm. Cole Grayshaber. Mm-hmm. Tudor Magda. I just like to say his name like that. <laughs> and with a surprise by one point 
it was Will Morad, which I'm super happy about. I am too. I'm super happy for Will. I understand it's pretty, you know, being that close for James Sprague. But I feel like, you know what? Will's had a lot of life thrown at him. Yeah. And to show that he worked his butt off and can still, like, I feel like it's, James will get some chances. And Oh my gosh, yeah. He's so young. Yeah. And he's still so, not, you know, I mean, let's face it. Like, if he were, if James were to qualify for the games, and he still could with a last chance qualifier, and Will Morad qualifies for the games, like, I'm pretty sure Will Morad's going to do better at the games than James Sprague. Yeah, I think people uh, you know, forget that Will was a top 10 CrossFit Games athlete. I think. Yeah. And he, he hasn't been healthy for the last few seasons that he's been in the games. I, I've talked to his coach, Nick, about this a lot, like checking in, like, is he healthy? Is he healthy? Because Nick always says a healthy Will is a dangerous Will. Mm-hmm. And so if he can stay healthy throughout this, the rest of the season, like he's going to make a go for the podium at games. He's not just going to go and, you know, experience it in that open division and not to take anything away from James, but like I said, he's got a much longer runway um, Mm -hmm. than Will at this point in terms of his age and potential and all that. So I was really happy for for Will and shocked, had no idea. Like before the event started, um, Scott and I were saying, even after it it happened, we were like, it's either Matt Pullen or James Sprague. Like that's the two people that were sort of battling for that fifth place spot. Like no, at no time did, did Will even like enter the conversation. It was a stupid amount of points he had to overcome to win that, that spot. This this probably will go down in the annals with like the 2015 con comeback. 16. 16. 16, Sorry. Should have consulted with you first. Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, Will Will got 17th place, then 6th, then 9th, then 20th, and then today 5th and 1st. I mean, and that was the formula because James Sprague, unfortunately, he bookended both of um, his weekend with a 24th place finish in the first workout and a 24th place finish in the last wow. workout. And James even got 1st and 2nd. You know, he got first in the second event on day one and he got second place on the uh, first event on day two and still could not, you know, make that, make those points up. So he still had a great weekend. I mean, easy math. Oh my gosh. Great weekend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, minus those two on the ends, a first, a second, Mm -hmm. a sixth and a fourth. That's, that's crazy good. I mean, that that makes us think too, depending on what happens at the last chance qualifier, he might, you know, he could, he could Mm -hmm. do something there because this is not, you know, a, a mild field by any stretch. Well, and yeah. and let's be honest, James's hole has been heavy his his whole career. Yeah, and that was his hole still this weekend. The two workouts that got heavy were the complex on the front end and the heavy sandbag and the snatches mm-hmm. on the back end. Yeah. Now he did yeah. not have a problem with the snatches. It was that sandbag that did him in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. He's with Brute. He's with the right people to get stronger. Right. It's, well, it's just a, it's a yeah, it's a maturity and um, like, yeah, developmental age. You know, he's just hasn't been doing this long enough totally. from a strength perspective, you know, because it takes, it takes a long time to build strength. Well, and not to mention, like, I mean, his, you're not fully, you know, developed as an right. adult until you are in like you're 24. So, I mean, right. 
he's and he's a big guy, Especially so it takes a while to get yeah. used to that body, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, so our top females who are going to Madison. Haley Adams with her first win. Yeah, very cool. Um, For, and she can talk about comeback. She was in like, you know, 17th place, I think, after day one or something like that. Yeah. Her first workout, she was in 23rd place because that was the strength. Yeah. And and then this is what this was pretty amazing. Then it was first, third, first, second, and third place. Yeah. I mean, she had no choice. Good for her. And we talk about with James that the last workout was heavy. Haley Adams took third. Yeah. So that's just another year under her belt, training strength, getting better. Yeah, the complex, she didn't do well, but that was a heavy event that she hung in there and took third. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You could also argue, though, there's a lot of talk about how the women's field is getting stronger than the men's field as CrossFit is evolving year over year. And there's some talk about the fact that are the women's weights appropriate, you know, compared to the men's and in, compared to how much stronger the women field are getting, which could talk about that difference between, you know, James getting 24th in that versus Haley getting third. Um, so I don't know, but we did see Haley, obviously she's, she's markedly gotten better at her weightlifting based on that first event, even though she only got 24th place. I thought she left points on the table. She looked, I think her thing is she needs to get a little more confident in her ability to, to lift and to be strong because when she put up 205 instead of like 215 for that, for that lift, if she had done 215, she would have not been in 23rd place. She would have been in like 17th place. And the 205 looked, didn't look too, too difficult for her. You know what I mean? So I think it's more about, and this is all just me, you know, guessing for it, I think it's more about her confidence in her strength than really actually her strength. <laughs> you know, she maybe needs to take yeah. a little bit more risk with some of the, that stuff. And I understand her playing a conservative. This is a big weekend for her. And, you know, she's, mm -hmm. she wants to go to the games um, and you wouldn't want a decision like that to set her back, but it wouldn't have hurt her at all. If she, if she tried and failed versus went with her prior number, like she still would have been in 23rd place. Yeah. Um, all right. So we got Haley. We got Alexis Raptus second. Very cool. Paige Semenza third. Christy came back, taken fourth. Um, and then there was a bigger uh, difference here compared to one point on the men's, uh, but Christine Colenbrander got her ticket. Um, yeah, beat out Ariel Lowen. Yeah. Ariel Lowen will be going to the last chance qualifier along with i want to know i just lost it and we talked about gabby gabby mcclelland oh, yeah gabby mcclelland and christine you know, she was in she was in first place for through day yeah. two right yep through day two and i remember sitting and watching her in event five today and i said to myself welcome to day three of an event right yeah. like yeah this is where you know, the experienced athletes who have been to these bigger events that can, you know, that know how to sustain themselves, you know, for three days worth of competition are going to, you know, separate themselves from the people that maybe don't have that experience or, you know, have that volume capability. So 
And then we talked about, you know, that maybe those last two events required a lot of pulling strength and pulling strength maybe is one of her opportunities. So those two things in combination with one another really saw her, you know, fall on the leaderboard quite significantly today. It was funny because on the women's side, it was very, very personal for me. And um, I've never known anybody that competed at a level like this. And to know somebody and to watch them fail on day one and have to fight to come back, like I was very emotional. My heart was beating very fast today. And that is for Christy. And I'm excited that she did that. But in addition to that, the first ever event we covered as a, as a gr group was the Mac last year when Christine Kohlenbrander lost by one point mm -hmm. to go on. And I'm so stoked for her that she gets to go to the games as an individual. Um, she's been so nice to us and always very cordial in the, in the tunnels and um, very nice. And I got to catch up with her after the fifth event uh, where she was kind of in the same position she was last year. So I'm with Christine Kohlenbrander. You came into event five in a games position. You took third in that event. Everybody has finished lying on the ground. Is it? <coughs> Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where'd she go? So I'm with Christine Kohlenbrander. You came into event five in a games position. You took third in that event. Everybody has finished lying on the ground. Is it the workout or the urgency? Probably both, but the workout's really, really bad. <laughs> So you've had a year to train after last year missing the game by one point. You go into the last event in a qualifying position. What does that mean for the last event? Man, I'm glad that I'm in the position I am this year versus last year, but there's still, I mean, the points are so close that anything can happen. Um, so I just need to run my race and do what I can do, not get caught up in looking side to side. Um, but I'm super excited. Well, good luck in the last event, and hopefully we'll see you in the top five. Thank you. Awesome. And she's in the top five. She is. That's, awesome. That's great. Yeah. So that was a pretty big, pretty big weekend, and uh, ready to uh, do it again soon, huh? Yeah. Another week, another competition. Another week, another competition. Um, any overall impressions from the weekend itself? Well, uh, it was pretty interesting because, well, you know, my boy Khan was interviewed after, after it, and he said, they said something about, like, what's it going to be like in Madison? He goes, I don't know. He said, let's just see what kind of mayhem there will be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's great. So I mean, I that's that going to be cool. super exciting to watch the those two teams. But I think we're going to find out very quickly, like probably after day one or, you know, yeah. three events where everybody stays. We're either going to be like, okay, ma'am's going to take it again. Or we're all going to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, like this is a real battle we've got on our hands. So I'm really excited to see kind of how that plays out. I still... Well, I still don't think, I mean, athlete for athlete, if you match them up against each other, I think Mayhem is a stronger team. 
you know, Could assuming be. assuming that you can take the sum of its some of its parts at face value, Mayhem's a stronger team. That's I don't think anyone can dispute that. And you can't discount the fact that Taylor and Andrea have trained together forever. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they Taylor told us they do workouts in separate locations and come within a second or two of each other. Yeah. That's just how much they know each other's pace. But yeah, I do just find match, you match them up and there's no, you know, Rich is stronger than Pola. Sam is stronger than Khan. Annie maybe is stronger than the two gals, but those two, you know, Andrea and, and Taylor are heads and shoulders above Lauren. So, mm -hmm. but I think me. sorry, I cut you off. 2000, no, 2011 was when Annie and Rich both won the CrossFit Games. And I just think it, this will be fun to see the Rich Froning effect and the Andy Thor's daughter effect. So I want to see that. Oh. Like I'm going to be glued to my set. Don't, don't yeah. get me wrong. Or at, yeah. at the event there, whatever we're going to do. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm stoked for it, but mm -hmm. I'm kind of with Kat. I'm, I'm with you. Together was, and I don't, it's probably because we were in person. It just looked yeah, awesome. Dominant. They were, they were like on another level and, and, you know, and that's the field. And like I said, maybe, you know, next to Reykjavik, maybe they won't look so dominant. Um, but if anything, it's really great for the sport because now we have somebody to sort of, you know, maybe poke the bear a little bit um, mm -hmm. and give them a run, for, you know, a run for it. So it's kind of like, it reminds me of like when Matt Fraser was interviewed and he said, you know, if you come to the games, I want you to be in your best shape ever. And I want yeah. you to have, you know, the weekend of your life because I want to race, like I want to win, yeah. but I don't want to win with just, you know, measly competition. I want to win with you know, people being at their best. So I'm sure mm -hmm. that's going to light Mayhem's fire too. And for the fans, it's going to be amazing to watch. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I um, I love today. Uh, what Syndicate did for the end zone to bring the yeah. crowd to life today changed everything. And I hope they take note. And next week for the Mac, it's that way all weekend. Yeah, because it, it be. lit up the side crowd too. Um, in and we need that. We need that in the sport. Um, Kat, and Kat and I were saying um, it's weird because Lowlands looked way more packed than Syndicate, but they only had one level of seats where mm -hmm. Syndicate has two, and they're raised, so you don't see them down by the floor, and it's more spread out. They they need to fix that. Either like close off some sections where you can't even sit there or whatever, just to get that intimacy and, and more optically pleasing effect. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I heard, I, this is just feedback from people that were watching that the broadcast still needs a little work, not, not Tommy and Sean, not the announcers, but like the actual camera, what camera we're seeing and what was happening, like was just not jiving with, the storytelling that could have been told today, like the whole Will Morad coming back and like checking, closing on in on those close races at the end. Uh, it's like nobody seemed to know like what cameras, where the camera should have been. Yeah, there was a couple of times you could even see on the Jumbotron inside the stadium that they missed the person who snuck up from behind and won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, that was a big weekend, so I look forward to uh, I look forward to the next ones. Well, Miss Facilitator, a note for for the next time we have a little bit of extra time. Yeah. Kat and I have a dual rant about the media room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we do. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about it next time. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, we are definitely long tonight, so. Yeah, well, we should maybe, maybe, well, or maybe talk about it in the wrap-up of Max so that we don't lose our credentials for next week. <laughs> Maybe. Right. Yeah. But I, but I don't blame the syndicate. I no, no. Right. It's just the climate of some of the other folks in the media. And how small the room was. The room was small. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Okay. Well, maybe they'll fix that for next week too. Yeah. So we'll have a we'll second. Have well, they have a second shot at the apple. We'll see what happens. You know what? Before we jump off of here, we need to thank our sponsors. We do. Which is RX Smart Gear. So you can uh, jump on to RX Smart Gear website. Uh, you can buy anything except for new releases and special editions. And you can use our code Clydesdale15, all caps. We also have a sponsor of C4. Yeah, and about that, I don't want to give out the code. Okay. Because there is a hiccup. They've changed their, like... POS system to Amazon. And I was working with Chase today okay. to start the ball rolling to get that fixed. So we'll be working on that. So stay tuned for so that. Any of the supplements from Nutribolt, um, like their extend line, their BCAAs, all of that stuff, our code still works. But the C4 energy drink has switched to an Amazon POS and we have to figure that out. So I don't want to promise something we can't deliver. Sure. Meanwhile, go to your local retailer and sample some of them so you know which ones you want to buy in bulk. All of them. Yes. All of them. All right, folks. Thank and you for joining Don't forget Mobility yeah. Movement. Oh, yeah. sorry. I know Mr. Mobility it. isn't on with us tonight. I know. But, you, you know, everybody gets a free seven-day trial of Mobility Movement. Yep. Mm -hmm. And after a weekend like this, I need to recover. I need to get some rest. So I'm going to start up my mobility movement app tonight and get, get that healing process started. And you can get an additional free month that other people don't get by using Clydesdale free month at checkout. Very cool. No money up front. Get the free month before you put anything down. All right. .com. Rest up so you guys can do this again soon. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. We'll see you Bye next guys. time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Bye. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.